Today's episode is brought to you by Babbel. If you're trying to learn a new language, there is only one smart way to do so, and that is the Babbel way. Babbel. We'll talk about that later. Also, today we're brought to you by Hawthorne. Oh, smelling good is not just for other people. Do it for yourself, too. It's love the way you smell, yeah. you stinky, stinky boy. <laughs> okay. Yep. <laughs> All right, let's do this podcast. Hello, everybody. It's time for Ghost and Friend Dog. Friend Dog in the morning. In the morning. Live, 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 live. In four hours, in the morning. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the second episode of Cax and Crendor in the morning. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Hello, Robo Crendor. Hey there, how's it going? Uh, it's going all right. I am like a little over. Today was a tiring day. Today, Sundays are quickly becoming days where I spend the entire day just like, why did I say I do so much on Sundays? So, why did you do that? I figured because I would, I knew I would be at home. So at least I know that I'd be able to like, yeah, all right, I guess I'll be at the computer. So okay. Hmm. There's your mistake. Uh, oh, I'm aware. <laughs> oh, I'm aware. Uh, I know. When do you wake up today? Uh, nine a.m. That's way too early. Yep. Yeah, I uh, just to give an example. I woke up, did a morning stream. Then recorded a Illuminati episode, then made dinner, and then fell asleep. Not dinner, lunch. And then, although it may be dinner, I don't know. <laughs> and then, like, passed out a little bit on the. Like, I was sat on the couch, went to go watch TV, fell asleep. I'm going to say two seconds into it. Rewoke back <laughs> up and was like, oh, I guess probably should go record with Crendor now. Wait, when did you go to bed? Midnight, maybe? So you still, like, slept a long time yeah it's just here's the problem my couch upstairs is like a dangerous dangerous couch <laughs> that couch will knock you out it i every time i sit on it i start to fall asleep every time every time and i don't know if that, that means true. that i'm now an old man and i you know like the old men who always fall asleep when they're like yeah. sitting in the, the i don't know what that means <laughs> it might but be. At, every time i'm anywhere else i'm fine but if i get on that couch Oh my god, I don't know if that couch is filled with like sleep dust or something, but no matter where <laughs> I sit, I will, if I start watching a TV show, I couldn't tell you how that show ended, because I will always fall asleep, every time. That is a great Every couch. time. It's a great ass couch. Great it knocks couch. me out. <laughs> As somebody who's slept on that couch, it's a great couch. It will, every time, I'll wake up with like my hand crammed under my butt, or like, my shoulder in a weird I because I never <laughs> plan to go to sleep. Right. So I like I guess when I'm when I'm sitting there, I'm like, oh I'm cold. I guess I should put my arms inside my shirt. And then I'll wake up two hours later with my arms inside my shirt and I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> what was I thinking? No, you could be like, hey, I got this like super cool guest room with this awesome bed in it. I'd be like, nah, I'm taking the couch. You and I both know I would never have a super cool guest room. That's why you can easily <laughs> say that. If I had a super cool guest room, I'd just put the couch in there. Yeah, that's a great idea. But I could never get a guest room. I have too much stuff. I'm trying to downsize. That's the dream. 
Oh my god. Speaking of dreams, this isn't actually a dream, but what kind of ties? <laughs> <in. laughs> okay. So, I've been writing down. I've been trying to write down nostalgic memories. Wh okay. Yeah. So like, are these you know memories how... that you are actively having, or memories that you are trying to recall? Uh, a little both. It's kind of like, you know how when you have a dream and you write it down. Yeah. I'm trying to do that, but for nostalgic memories. So maybe like, for example, there was one day I was walking down the street and the light was just hitting everything this weird way and it triggered something in my brain that was just like, oh my God, I remember like <laughs> these plants and like, I was like, I'm, I'm like 12 years old and like uh, Colorado. <laughs> and so did you, did you, <laughs> in my mind, this is like those scenes where someone gets abducted by aliens and then they, they see a thing. And it triggers a flashback in the abduction. Okay. Is what what about what or what about Colorado? What do you what okay. happened? So I was trying to figure this out because I'm like, what do you mean? But then I realized. Wait, you don't know what you mean. <laughs> well, that's why I was like, why am I getting this memory? I didn't realize, so I wrote it down. Then, okay, uh, I was trying to figure I figure it out, and then I realized I had like great cousins, like not my actual cousins, but like second cousins or something. I don't know. And we were at like. Uh, it was like my my mom's aunt's house when I was like 12 or something. So I guess like my great aunt. I have no idea what that is in like the family tree thing. Uh, and I remember her like nephews and nieces were there and they were from Colorado and they were talking about RuneScape and they're like, do you play RuneScape? And I was like, no. RuneScape is for nerds. I but play I World of Warcraft. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I don't even think WoW was out at the time. I think I played like MU Online. So it was even more obscure. Uh, and then I remember that was the only thing I had of Colorado, but that memory was kind of there. So I was like, it must've been tied into that. So I think I just pieced together Colorado and maybe like driving there that day had weird lighting. And I just kind of, you know, Lego pieced it together in my brain or something. Maybe, maybe that's why you didn't have a full memory because I, think I so. listening to you discuss it. I was like, how would you not remember having gone to Colorado? That is some alien abduction That's shit. What like, I mean, how it's would even you? Crazier when I'm the one realizing. I don't know why I'm realizing that. No, I agree. It does sound crazy. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> and then there's another one where I would always like these plants, like the weird, like kind of dry desert plants, and they got the kind of like cattails in a way. Sure. Uh, and I was like, why do I like these plants so much? But then I realized it's because when I was little, I was biking with my grandpa. And I remember driving through one area, and like we biked by all these plants that looked like that, and they just looked cool. And I think it just stuck in my head. So then I start. That's what I've been doing. I've been writing down these memories, being like, "Where's this come from?" And then I figure it out, and it's like I solved a mystery. So I've been trying to solve all these nostalgic mysteries, essentially. Your memory is a wild thing. You're telling me. I I it, <laughs> I love that you have fractional memories. Like you remember, yeah. you're you're for some reason when you get a trigger of a memory it doesn't pull all the pieces like the way a memory works is imagine if your brain had strings hanging out of it and each string was tied to a trigger like a scent so you pull on that scent and what it does is as you pull down you see that that one string is tied to 20 other strings and those unlock the memory right and so maybe it is a sound that you pull on or maybe it is a place you pull on. And as you pull, the strings pull the other bits yeah. with it. 
That's But for you, for some reason, you're like, yeah, so I pulled the string, and what I got was a note that said, you've been to Colorado, maybe. And then, <laughs> and then you had to, like, solve your own brain Well, it mystery. wasn't, like, been to Colorado. It was just Colorado. So I was like, why am I thinking of Colorado? And then I realized it's because of that. That's even more mysterious. You pull down, <laughs> you pull down one of those strings, and instead of it pulling down all of the senses, it pulled down just like the name Colorado. That's very yeah. funny. I, that's crazy to me. It's <laughs> so cool. like, uh, but I also have the ability to kind of go back to different memories. So like, I'll, okay, so like, if you wanted to go back in time to like, say, you're at your friend's house uh, when you were like 13, like. What here's what I was doing. So like I remember playing Warhammer with my friends. So I was like, oh yeah, I'm gonna go back to that moment. So I went back and I was like, what was his house like? And then I remembered like being outside his house, and in my brain I kind of walked into his house, and I was like, what would I see? And I was like, oh yeah, that's what he had in his house. And I essentially did like a virtual tour of his house from back then in my brain. And as I did that, I could like get different memories popping up because I'd be like, oh yeah, and there was his pantry. And I was like, oh my God, I now I remember when me and him locked his little brother in the pantry and he was like, get me out. And we were like, woo. And then his mom was like, what are you kids doing? So like all those memories started flooding back just from like doing my own virtual tour of his house. That poor boy is scarred. He yeah, can't go get uh... food. And if food is in a closet of some sort, he cannot go get it. He does a lot of drugs now. Ah, oh, well, you did that. I guarantee <laughs> it's possible. Um, <laughs> but yeah, do you do that? You ever like go back to like even like your own house? Like I'll go back to houses I used to live in and like go through it and try to trigger memories. Oh, you mean mentally go back? You don't break in? Is that what you're? No, <laughs> mentally go back. <laughs> yeah. Um. I. I. Yeah. Definitely. When I think about. My old house in Ohio, for example, like I have memories of different things that occur in different places and like good memories and also weird memories. Like I remember that the downstairs bathroom for some reason, the upstairs bathroom was the shower that my mom and dad would always use. And they gave me the downstairs bathroom to use. But the problem was the downstairs bathroom because it was right next. It was like, I don't know how to describe this. It was, I hated it because it always <laughs> had bugs in it. Oh Yeah. It was like, like there's like a window that was open, but it was open into the backyard. And that, that's how you vented the bathroom is you would open that mm. window. But the window, like bugs would just come in and be like, what up, Jesse? And I'm like, I'm trying to shower, bug. And they'd be like, I don't care. I'm in the shower with you now. I'm like, this is gross, bug. Yeah. Oh, maybe that's where I have like a disgust of bugs. I'm like, mm -mm, bugs got to go. Even in apartments, I always try to rent the highest place in the apartment that I can, you know, that I can afford. But I always try to get the highest place up so I'm not ground level so bugs won't just walk into my apartment. See, look at that. We just did some therapy right there from nostalgic yeah. memory walkbacks. Yeah, but I know that, though. I know that about me. I know who I am. <laughs> I know that, like, I was, like bugs always disgust me. I'm like, mm, no, thank you. Yeah. Although no. some bugs I let do their thing. Like, if I see a spider, I don't freak out. I'm like, yo, spider, kill the bugs for me. And he's like, I got you, Jesse. And then he goes off and does it. Yeah, whenever we get like bugs in the, or like spiders in the house, I'm like, dude, these spiders are gonna kill the other bugs, and they do. We had yeah. ants, and then the ants were gone once the spiders came. Yeah, I got no problem with it. Uh, if I see a spider, everyone's unless I see a spider, and it's like one time I was in the bathroom, and the spider kept like trying to come up to my leg, and I was like, don't do it, spider, don't do this. I do not want to have to throw you down the toilet, and he kept doing it. I was like, fine. So I grabbed some <laughs> tissue and I threw him down the toilet, and I was like, you brought this on yourself, spider. Usually, you would have just left me uh, alone. <laughs> Usually if they're crazy spiders, try to like catch them and put them back outside or something. 
Otherwise, cat's gonna find them. And he's gonna like kill them anyway. I guess. Yeah. I guess having a cat is also. Yeah, I know. I know for a fact having a dog is like anti Spider City. Oh yeah. No cat will kill flies. Like a fly's going around, he'll like whack it out of the air. It's great. Yeah, I always anti fly machine. <laughs> Every time. It doesn't do this anymore, but at some point there were like flies just like in the hallway outside my door. Like, oh yeah, just, I remember you that. know because it's outdoors, right? Yeah. There were flies out there, and they would just like hang out outside. They wouldn't come in; they'd just like be. If I open the door, they would just all be out there, like "What up?" And I'm like, "What the hell?" <laughs> that was a few apartments ago, but it drove me crazy. Yeah, I remember that. That was like seven or eight years ago. Yeah, that was a while ago, but I I'll never. I think I think I all I know for a fact that if I get sick later in life, it is because one day I got a big can of Raid and sprayed all of it outside my door. <laughs> I sprayed the whole thing outside my door, down gutters, on the walls. I am convinced that if I get sick later in life, it is because of that. Because I like aerosoled the shit out of myself and everything else. I was like, I don't even care. It's time to go. I was so fed up. <laughs> Is that also the one where it had the crazy birds? The ones that sounded like they were calling your name and laughed like the Joker? Yeah, those were crazy. I didn't realize birds could be like that. Yeah, the ones that if you open the window, the birds would say shit like, Hey, Jesse. Like, it sounded <laughs> like they were talking to you. Yes. Yeah, they were those like, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> they'd like, freak out. Yeah. And then they'd fight each other. Yeah. I was told by the complex that it was actually them having sex, which is even funnier. Because <laughs> the noises were like, <laughs> I like how they even had, they're like, we've looked into it and done extensive research. And we I realized feel like they had to have. <laughs> yeah, they're just banging. The, the windows at night when you kept them open, it sounded like the Joker was outside fighting Batman. <laughs> it was crazy. I almost miss the birds because I have to keep my blinds closed because if I open my blinds, there's just another apartment looking at me. And I'm like, oh, hey. I just picture you open it up and they're just staring right at you. Like, finally, he's opened it up again. Everyone in our, everyone like keeps their blinds closed. So if anyone has their blinds open, it's like a weird thing. Everyone's like, who's in there? What kind of weirdo is that? Because everyone has their blinds closed because no one wants to even admit that they can see anyone else. Huh. Yeah. It's it's uh it's pretty sad. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy Los Angelians. Uh, Los, Los Angelinos. Los Angelinos. Yeah, I don't know why it's not Los Angelinians. What was uh? So yeah, I've been doing that with <laughs> nostalgic memories. Oh yeah, that's where we were. Yeah, I've also been playing chess. That's been fun. Normal chess or five D chess. Uh, normal chess, but I have had people be like, you should play 5D chess. It, I mean, good luck. <laughs> I hate that, I hate that it's like, it's the future and the past as well. I'm like, no, I'm out. Oh, that sounds great for me, I'm ready. They're like, the moves you make in the future also make were made in the past. And this checkmate is through the past, present, and future. And I'm like, no, no, yeah, but you can't do you know, it. You know how to play normal chess? Yeah, of course. I mean, I didn't take you for one to be like, oh, yeah, I know how to play chess. What do you mean? I've said what? on this podcast that I used to play Mr. Piemonte in chess every day after school when I taught. I remember 
the name <laughs> Piamonte, but I don't. What did you think chess. we were playing? Like Parcheesi or like shoots and ladders or whatever? Play like checkers or yeah, whatever. No, we played chess, and I'd always think I would beat him, and then he'd destroy me. Dude, we need to play chess. Sure, I love playing chess. Uh, the nice. biggest problem that I have is that everyone wants me to play like the newfangled chess, and so it's like, yes, this is actually three-dimensional, five-directional, <laughs> omnisentient chess. I'm like, what does that mean? And they're like, well, the pieces will fight you. I'm like, what? <laughs> like, every turn you make, the pieces will move back one half turn. I'm like, uh. why does that exist? No. Or the, uh, the, you know, the 5D where everyone, it's like, it's pat, it's three chess boards and, all, or like, as you play, new chess boards are created and they all link through, like, you can get a checkmate between chess boards. I'm like, I hate that. <laughs> it's already too confusing. I don't know. All I do, chess.com, basic chess, easy. Easy. Yeah, I mean, it's, it, yeah, it depends on how you intend to play. Like, if you're going to play and you're going to try and do, like, moves and, you know, or you could just play chaotically and uh, just do whatever floats your boat. Well, I mean, I play I play standard chess. I don't know. Right. But I'm saying, do you have a plan when you go into chess? Do you have an now opener? Now I do. Now you do? Incredible. Yeah. Because here's the thing. I got into chess. Well, I grew up because my dad taught me chess. So... Sure. He would be like, Same here's how the here. pieces move. Yeah. Cause my dad used to go to chess clubs and stuff, and he would take me, and I didn't know anything, so I'd just watch people play chess, and then he'd be like, there's free cookies, and I'd be like, whoa, cookies. So I'd eat those. And then I learned how the pieces move and everything, but he'd always win when we'd play because, you know, I'm like, I move rook this way. <laughs> uh, and then after a while, I'd, like, play him in chess, but I kind of understood what was happening. But then, tw like, Twitch ended up becoming crazy with chess. Everyone started playing chess, so then Hafu started playing chess. So I started watching Hafu play chess, and she was getting coached by people, and I was like, dude, what the shit? So then I started playing more chess, and now I actually know how to do things. Yeah, I, I guess I'm curious what you know. We definitely need to play, because yeah. there's like, as I learned from Mr. Piemonte getting my butt destroyed every single day, there's like levels to how much you know, right? Oh, yeah. Like with everything... Everyone, like, the more you know, the less you know. That kind of thing. Yeah. Well, a lot of it's just, like, pattern recognitions, too. Like, you play one thing, they're like, oh, he's doing the Sicilian defense. It's like, oh, okay. Like, it's sure. just, Oh, absolutely. It but also it's then, all right, now I need to pre-plan how to defeat that. Yeah. I look at it like kind of like an RTS game. Like, people try to do the four-move queen win, where they, like, they bring out the queen and the bishop, and then they checkmate you in, like, four moves with the queen. But now sure. I've learned how to counter that, and it reminded me of StarCraft, where I would always do that to people with Zerg and be like, hey, hey, here comes my six pool, or whatever the shit it was, and I would just rush them down, and if that failed, I'm like, well, I lose, and then just quit. Yeah. There's, <laughs> a, there's a lot of those, especially in online things where everyone tries to be flashy, there's yeah. a lot of those, you know, five six move things that people try to do and uh, uh one thing i've learned is that if you really want to mess with people have no just do things that don't make sense like play oh, yeah. chaotically and it'll drive them nuts because is they crazy. won't be able to tell if you're an amateur or if you're like a mad genius and they'll they'll, <laughs> they'll go crazy yeah oh my god i played against one dude so you can like you have your little avatar and it like shows the country you're from and I played against one old man from England. 
and you could tell he just took a picture of himself and put it in his avatar. <laughs> his name was just like uh, Wallace <laughs> something, but he beat me, and I was like, you know what? I am honored to lose to an old British man at chess. It's not where time. I expected that story to go. I thought it had a point. Uh, it did. I was honored to lose to an old British oh. man. <laughs> okay. I thought you were going to talk about like strategy or something. You're like, no, I played an old British man and he beat me. I'm like, oh, okay. I'm also three and though against the French. Here's three the thing. And oh. Chess isn't really a French game. <laughs> There's the French defense. You're right. The Maginot <laughs> line. Yeah. There's like. Uh, there's so many things. There's so many like openings. So many things. There's like there's Sicilian. There's French, Italian. There's like uh, the yeah. There's that's the whole point is that it's it's like you you have to sun Tzu your, the whole thing. It's a fascinating yeah. game. And there's a reason why it's been around so long and why it's like the game of kings. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's like one of the oldest games, isn't it? Uh, yeah. I think maybe Go is the oldest, but chess is up there. Yeah. It's, uh, Go is a type of game that I know exists, but I've no, I've never played. Don't think I have any desire to, because I d feel like I'm not cool enough to be that, like you know, the white guy who knows how to play Go. <laughs> the thing is, like, uh, I've like I've gotten down my like one opening, and I know some other stuff, but I've like hit the point where I'm like, this is about all I need to know. <laughs> That's like, what I'm uh, saying. Yeah. Once I progress I, like to a certain point, I'm like, I'm not gonna be able to keep up with these people. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I hit that. I feel like that a lot in video games too. Sometimes where like I learn just enough of the meta to be able to play, but I simply don't care enough to train <laughs> and get better. I'm like, look, I can play with you, but I'm not like you're gonna have to carry me. <laughs> and then League of Legends, I was like, yeah. I know I'm a plat player, and I grinded months to get to plat, and by the end of it, I finally hit plat, and then I was like, I did it. I never have to play again, and I haven't. Actually, no, I've played three times, and I hate it every time. And then I was like, oh, thank God I hit plat already. I don't care. And then I just stopped. You made something of yourself. You really did it. I did it. You really did it, mister. <laughs> it's a great moment in history. <laughs> uh, yeah. And then I also have been watching Kitchen Nightmares again. Um, Great show. It's It's a show that I think, if you've never seen it, well, you know, it's... It, it it's both wonderful and sad at the same time. Yes. And also like kind of real, kind of fake. Like there's a lot to it. Yes. It's great. Well, I've been watching the like British ones, like the season one UK version, which is the best ones. Sure. Well, he's not like you donkey. Yeah. Well, he is, but like he's got like a little more personality and he actually shows that he like cares and he gives him like some positive feedback and he's not constantly being like, oh, no, no. uh, while the American one, and they don't have all the dumb music, like the, like all that. It's uh, it's just a more nice. It's just a nicer experience. And then you go to the American one and they're like, they have the, uh, the, the narrator. Who's just like, Chef Ramsay enters yeah. into the old country yes. buffet looking for somebody <laughs> to talk to. Uh, I would love so, to yeah. see the success rate between the U.S. and the U.K. shows. Yes. Because we've looked up the U.S. success rate, and it's like, I think out of all the seasons, only two restaurants are still open, and that was before COVID. Yeah. So I want to know what, like, I wonder what his, yeah, what the U.K. version did. 
Yeah, I don't know. I'm curious too. I know the like first episode ever. That place like got bought and sold three times, and then it became a place that was actually like pretty good. Uh, apparently, for like ten years. There's um the place that was. There's one Jamaican episode where he like goes to the UK, and he meets like a Jamaican. Oh yeah, family. Mama Sherry. Yeah, that was that's a super fun episode. He's I know so that. nice in that one because I like, watched it. And Mama Sherry has a YouTube channel. Get out of town. What is Mama Sheree's YouTube channel? I'm pretty sure it's just Mama Sheree. <laughs> I don't even know how to spell uh, that. Mama Sheree. C-H-E-R-R-I. Yeah, I see it. I wonder. Yeah, day in the life of Mama Sheree. Oh, Mama Sheree looks like she's down the boardwalk. <laughs> Dude, go. All right, everybody watch. Go to her, vi her videos, sort by most popular, and watch her Gordon Ramsay's Kitchen Nightmares, My Experience. It is an amazing video. Amazing video. She talks about being on Kitchen Nightmares, working with Gordon Ramsay, and it's like, it's a, it's one of the best videos. Mama Sheree gives her husband a haircut. Oh my God, her husband <laughs> is he an old British man? He is just an old British man. Oh my God, he. <laughs> oh my God, I love him. They look like they would not go together at all, but I'm pretty sure they've been married like 30 years or something. <laughs> I look at his little goober. Oh my god, he's so <laughs> he looks like every old British man you could possibly imagine. Oh my god, even the way he like looks at the camera, he has that British sort of like snarky like I can't believe I'm letting my wife give me a haircut. <laughs> he does. Unreal. <laughs> he kind of looks I... like he would do like some crazy magic tricks or something. I love his voice too. Oh, it's all I'll say. <laughs> oh mama Cherie, you are great oh my god yeah no watch watch her talk about the gordon ramsay experience then watch all her other videos because they're also great but that one's very great well that uh just brightened my whole day i'm glad i found out she exists because i keep thinking about that episode because one of the yeah. few times i've seen gordon love the food compliment the chef and then be nice to them for an entire hour yeah no, it's... Uh, and I was like, what a great episode. Yeah, it's great. And then she's still uploading on her YouTube, and she's got, like, a Patreon and everything. Amazing. Amazing. Oh, my God. I forgot to... Uh-oh. Did I show you... Oh, no. The yeah. Old Country Buffet training video. <laughs> no? Oh, my God. This... All right. So I'm going to show you this video. Oh, no. Oh, no. All right. All right. So <laughs> you don't have to watch the whole thing. Just kind of skim through. When was this made? This has 800. <laughs> My favorite part is this has 800,000 views, and the description just says description. That's it. <laughs> I guess this guy made the video. I don't know. A couple no, of facts for everyone. Wheelin 600 posted this video. Four weeks ago, he edited this. Wow. Four weeks. But it was originally posted in 2016. All right, here we go. Yeah. The video was done. Uh, the video shoot was done after the store closed on uh, for the day from 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. So they shot everything at night, which is hilarious. All the people <laughs> were paid to be in it. When I'm talking to the manager, I'm talking about the weather. I guess there's like a scene where he's talking in the background. Oh, that is him. This one surprises everybody. It was too late for any children to be there, so I had to talk to the floor 
<laughs> then the little girl came in the next day and they did a shoot with the little girl that day. I was not there. <laughs> the girls were all line servers that worked there. It was all scripted, so I did not have a choice of what to say. So I do not like the lasagna. I do not <laughs> like the hot fudge sundaes. You'll get it when you hear it. I really don't like red sauce and don't like chocolate. White chocolate I do like. The manager called me five years later when they were going to transform the country buffet to a golden corral. He wanted me to be the meat grilled chief carver. I declined. I was too busy with my life. It was fun to work there. Da, 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 da. His daughter's 15 years old. His mom was a line server. This is actually a true story. A lot of other employees I still keep in contact with. Thank you for the comments. This is crazy. Okay. All right. Yes. So the video is four by three. Looks like it was recorded in the mid-90s, maybe. Oh, this is definitely early 90s. Let's do this. Your other shift duties. We'll begin with your second shift duty, greeting and serving guests. The music? Yeah, and your second shift duty, if you're a carver, is greeting and serving guests. You can tell this was a 90s buffet because it looks like people actually cared. <laughs> oh, yeah, without a doubt. Good evening. Fine enough to eat today? Boy, I'll say. Well, that's great. Would you care for some or beef? A little both, I think. All right. Making friendly conversations like this is a big part of greeting and serving guests. Making friendly conversations like this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Now, keep watching. It gets better. All right. At other buffet-style restaurants, oh my God. guests often feel they're on their own. All right. Once All they've right. paid for the meal, no one pays much attention to them. Every conversation you hold with a guest should begin something like this. Good evening. Or, hi, how are you? Uh, well, it's so crazy to me that it's like every conversation you should have should begin with, good evening, or hello, how are you? Like, it's <laughs> yeah, going to be like a normal conversation. <laughs> <laughs> like, what up, bitch? Welcome to the buffet. Like, what? That's never happening. <laughs> Don't forget to hold quick conversations with our younger guests, too. Children often play a big part in deciding which restaurant their parents visit. We want them to feel welcome and special here, too. So start conversations with children by saying something like this. What grade are you in at school? Or this. Have you decided what dessert you're going to have? Or this. Do you like hot fudge sundaes? One you have a brief conversation, <laughs> it's time to move on to the second half of this shift duty. Oh my god, that one is so good! <laughs> What grade are you in in school? That is the creepiest shit. What grade are you in in school? What are you doing here on a Sunday? Are your parents around? <laughs> Do you like hot fudge Sundays? <laughs> like, how creepy is that shit? <laughs> Who wrote that at the old country buffet to be like, this is how you interact with children. They are little I like humans. the lasagna. It's my favorite. <laughs> oh, that's what I keep saying to everyone. I'm just like, try the lasagna. It's my favorite. I love that he had to write in his, now it all makes sense. I love that he had to write like, I do not like lasagna. I do not like hot fudge sundaes. <laughs> <laughs> Who would even get lasagna at the old country buffet? So, you know what? Someone did at some point. It sounds awful. Wait a minute. <laughs> this video keeps using the same clips over and over again to demonstrate different things. Oh, yeah. What, uh, greeting the guests and serving the guests is the exact same footage of the same girl approaching the same time every time. <laughs> well, they got to reuse everything. If a guest asks you, I like a half inch slice of that roast beef, please. 
say something like this. I'd be glad to carve you that. Thinner slices are more tender, though. Would that be all right? <laughs> I'd like a half inch slice of that roast beef, please. And then his response oh, yeah. is, well, are you sure you don't want a thinner cut? Because it's more tender. That, if it, all right. That sounds dirty to me. She's like, can I get a half inch? She's like, are you sure you don't want a thinner cut? Because it's more tender. Like, what? Oh, she's she's just like, can I get a half inch uh, the roast beef, please? I think def these were all definitely actually employees. Oh because yeah, because there's no enunciation. She isn't speaking up. She's like, it's like green cheetah <laughs> levels almost. <laughs> if a guest asks you, like a half inch slice of that roast beef, please. Say something like this. I'd be glad to carve you that. Thinner slices are more tender, though. Would that be all right? And then she even smiles. She even. <laughs> She even does that thing where she's like, okay. Like, it's a little flirty smile. That was... <laughs> do you think that's his wife? Do you think they got together at the end? I hope so. I hope that's what happened. They look like they'd go well together. What's weird is that it, during the footage, as the VO's talking, he hands her the food, and then they continue to talk for like another five minutes. <laughs> oh, yeah. He hands her the food, and they keep talking, and it's like, wait a minute. That... <laughs> she would leave. I would leave. I was like, I got nothing else to say to you, man. Yeah. No, it's, uh, I don't get why he just keeps talking. I guess that's, like, what they tell him to do. Like, you gotta keep having conversation. Is this the only thing? I thought for sure we'd see, like, how to be a server. Well, this is specifically for carving. I see that. Yeah. I wish I had the server version. Oh, I yeah, want to know more about that girl who was too. like, can I have the ham, please? Get the big old one-inch half-thick cut, please. <laughs> I hope yeah, she's in the rest of it. I hope in the rest of the video she's, like, there. And she's, uh, you know, around. That'd be nice. I started watching the other old training videos. Like, they had a Pizza Hut one. It's pretty much like Dodger training to work at Pizza Hut. All right. You got to see the Wendy's. Wendy's training there video. Is. Now it's just popping up. Wendy's oh grill my. skills. Grill skills, yes. <laughs> this one's a classic. Wendy's International <laughs> Group. <laughs> Dave Thomas, yay! Yeah. Hi, I'm Wendy's founder, Dave Thomas. From the day I opened the first Wendy's, my goal has been to serve the best hamburger in the business. A Wendy's old-fashioned hamburger. So... Uh, did I tell you that I, for a while, when I taught in, in Ohio, lived in Dublin, which is Dave Thomas's, like, where the first Wendy's was? So Damn. right near my apartment was the very first Wendy's. And they always had, like, test things. So oh, they would cool. always have food at Wendy's that you would never find anywhere else. It was great. That is pretty cool. It was so much fun. But it always reminded me that I was like, I'm Dave Thomas. <laughs> we all always fresh, never frozen. <laughs> I, my favorite story is that uh, Colonel Sanders was the one who told Dave Thomas to go make a business. Oh, I think I heard that. Yeah, I guess Dave used to work for Colonel Sanders. And Colonel Sanders was like, my boy, you guys should go make a business for yourself. So Dave Thomas was like, all right, Colonel Sanders, I'm going to go make a business. <laughs> Just go to, okay, in the Wendy's, go to 525. That's all you need to see. I'm going. <laughs> yes. Next, you got to salt the meat from the back to the front to make the taste complete. Not too little, not too much. With a little finesse, you'll get the touch. 
What's coming up next is our key to success. We'll turn the meat and do a four corner press. Don't wait too long, I emphasize, or the meat won't reach the proper side. When things start to sizzle, you're ready to go. Gently turn the meat, but don't be slow. Just turn them over easily. We don't want a broken penny, that's a guarantee. Press out the corners, one, two, three, four. Rock it a bit, are you keeping score? Top and bottom, left and right, and you'll get a patty that's I can't believe Press there's a the wrap. Nice and wide, least half I can't the believe there's a wrap. Amazing. The hamburger patties are the shrinking. You press, you gotta think. When the meat hits the grill, it starts to shrink. <laughs> we start shrinking when we hit that grill. You know it will. We start shrinking when we hit that grill. You know it will. <laughs> I have no words right now. Animated <laughs> hamburgers are singing to this guy. And he just wiped his eyes because I think he's high right now. <laughs> oh, no doubt. He is high as shit. These are hot and ready to go. Right in time with customer flow. Stage one, I'm raw. You just laid me down. I'm stage two and I'm getting brown. You turn me and press me just one time. But there's two more stages before I'm fine. I'm stage three. You press me twice. Just one more stage before I'm nice. Stage four, I'm hot. I should be done. Looking good like I should so you can serve me, son. I'm stage five and I'm still alive. But serve me soon and don't be slow. I've only got one minute to go. The projection game is simple, you see. It's just common sense. That's the way it ought to be. When you know a lot of people will be coming around, don't hesitate. Start laying them down. When things slack off, do the same or you'll be wasting meat. And that would be a shame. I, Grendor, I have to stop this video. You'll <laughs> be wasting meat and that's just a shame. I don't know how to respond. I don't know how to respond. I don't know how to respond to any that of that. That is a top quality video <laughs> it is certainly a something all right <laughs> well if we're gonna shamelessly plug things we might as well do it for ourselves that's the truth today we're brought to you by hawthorne hawthorne is the company out there trying to make you smell your best it's the website that allows you to discover what scent is right for you you take a quiz you answer some questions, you find out where you stand on the old scent-o-meter. <laughs> That's not what they have at all. They use actual scientific algorithms to find out what is the right smell for you. I know that every time I get a new scent from them, it is great smelling. And always something I'm like, I would wear this. And I do. In fact, uh, I am wearing some right now. I'm wearing some of that new summer scent. Why? Because even though I'm indoors, I still like to smell good. I can't help it. What if, what if a lonely, mysterious woman shows up at my door? That works at Old Country Buffet. Yeah, and she's like, I lost my job at the Old Country Buffet, and wolves are chasing me. Can I stay here the night? I'm like, sure, you can sleep on my couch. It's extra comfortable. And she'll be like, thank you, Jesse. I'm like, thank you, stranger. And she'll come in, and she'll be like, you smell so good. Also, did I mention I'm secretly a millionaire? And I'll be like, what? She's like, I've always depended on the kindness of strangers. And then we smooch. The end. That's what I'm uh. counting on. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Anyway, uh, <laughs> it is one of those things where it makes, especially these days, getting a scent right for you so much easier. I mean, you're... You're not really going out that much anymore to hunt for a cologne. And come on, you're too old to have your parents buy you some. Like, wear something you'll enjoy. That's the whole point. And Hawthorne does that for you. That's the idea. 
is you take a two-minute quiz, super quick. It's actually very fun because it kind of like, you know, isn't it isn't an overly complicated quiz. It's like, yo, are you a beer or wine person? Like that kind of thing. Then it'll tell you what two colognes are best for you. One for work, one for play. And then you have two colognes. And one is like, this is my daytime. I'm all business. And then you have one that's like, let's get ready to rumble. And it's like your nighttime. I don't know why I said rumble. That's <laughs> when you're out in the wrestling ring. Um, and the best part is totally risk-free with free shipping, free returns. It is great. And you can try it right now. Just go to the website. Go to hawthorne.co. Take all the quizzes, do all the things, learn about what you like. You can get deodorant, shampoo, body wash, face cleanser, lotions, all sorts of stuff there. It isn't just cologne. And when you check out, use promo code COX10 to get 10% off your first purchase. That's Hawthorne, H-A-W-T-H-O-R-N-E dot C-O, code COX10 at checkout. If it's your first purchase, you get 10% off. It's that simple. Go there right now. Check it out. For, if only to take the quiz and see what your scent would be. It's fascinating to look at. Uh, when I saw the scent, I was like, that is exactly what I would want to smell like. So go check it out. Hawthorne.co. Code COX10. Also, today we're brought to you by Babbel. Right now. I've said this before. I'm going to say it again. People keep asking me, Jesse, what should I do if I'm stuck at home? If I have all this BS... In regards to, you know, like, I can't go look for a job. This sucks. What do I do? Take the time right now to learn another language. It always looks good on a resume. Plus, another language is a good life skill, right? It is a thing that will help you. And and one day when we're all allowed to travel again, wouldn't it be great to go to a country of the language you just learned and speak it there and, you know, get along in that society well and and relatively easy that'd be such a life experience and be well deserved after all of us being stuck inside learning a language is something that uh you know i i did at one point in time and never kept up with right i i learned spanish and now i just speak spanglish right i wish i had <laughs> and Babel is the way to sort of bring that back if you were like me if you took french in eighth grade or whatever it can help unlock that again for you or if you have seen something like, man, I always want to go to Japan, but you don't know any Japanese. Maybe this is your gateway to be able to do that, right? Babbel makes it so that you do it in the same way that you would if you lived in the country and you learned to speak it over time, except this is done within a few weeks. Babbel designs their courses with real-world conversation in mind, letting you learn everyday practical conversations that you will actually use. The daily lessons are 10 to 15 minutes, start by teaching you words and phrases, then sentences, and then it gradually becomes more complex, and soon you're doing short conversations. Lessons are thoughtfully created by over 100 language experts, and their teaching method has been significantly proven to be effective across multiple studies because it uses real world, like how you would do it if you were in a place. It's brilliant. They even have speech recognition technology to help you improve your pronunciation and accent uh, a great example is Umbrella Academy 2 just came out recently, and there are Swedish guys in it, and one of the Americans speaks Swedish, and everyone from Sweden was, like, giving them crap, because they're like, that's not how they sound, that's not, I couldn't understand that person, like that, right, and they're like, they were speaking Swedish incorrectly, uh, this will help you not do that. 
With Babbel, you can choose from 14 different languages, including French, Spanish, Italian, German, and Babbel is available as an app or online and can be synced between the two. So you can be on your computer or go to your phone and you'll be right where you left off. Right now, when you purchase a three-month subscription, Babbel will give you, our listeners, three additional months for free. That's six months. You will be adept at a language by then. You get that with promo code COX. That's three additional months free if you go to babbel.com, use promo code COX on your three-month subscription. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com, promo code COX. That's you. All right, Crendor, let's go to chapter number seven. Scout the Crendor, how's that? Now, today on the chapter captor, I am holding a jar. And in this jar Boo. is the weather. Boo. <laughs> you get it? It's the David Lynch weather. I'm aware. <laughs> it's a great thing. Great thing. I love it. Um, I mainly wanted to do that so I didn't have to, you know, do the traffic. I thought you would save it for weather. I thought for sure that was being saved for weather. That's where you got to throw it off. Everybody's expecting it during the weather, but I bring it up during the traffic. Back to you. All right, Crendor, let's go to the weather desk. How's that weather? Welcome to the weather desk. How's it going? I, I mean, it's going great. I, I thought David Lynch would show up here. I wish. <laughs> uh, imagine if we had, like, David Lynch do our weather. That would be... I'd be so honored if every week we just said, hey, David Lynch, do our weather. Do, our, do a weather <laughs> report. If, we, if David Lynch would take... Not a lot of money. I'd pay him <laughs> to do it. I'd be so honored if he was just like, today I have a jar <laughs> and the weather is. And you're like, why did he say that? <laughs> I love showing that video to people who don't get David Lynch. And they're like, what does that mean? What was in the jar? And I'm like, that I think is the point, y'all. That is the point. What is in that jar? Yeah. Why do you paint know. it that way? Yeah. I'm so excited that one day I'm going to figure it out. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> um, well, speaking of jars, let's go to jar. Uh, Jardim Helena District, Sao Paulo, Brazil. All right, let's go to Brazil. 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 Jardim Helena District, Sao Paulo, Brazil weather. 58 degrees Fahrenheit. Fair. 10% chance of rain. Today's forecast. You've got uh, uh, 58 degrees. Feels like 58 degrees. You have to switch it to Fahrenheit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, was, uh, I was wondering because you had like a. Today's weather is. Uh, <laughs> conversion uh, was happening there. <laughs> humidity 84%. Pretty high. Woo, so you got rain. Yeah, you got some rain going on there. Not surprising over in South America. Uh, I'm pretty what sure they get a lot what? of rain, right? Is that like a South America rain roast? What? Pretty, no, I'm pretty sure know, they get a lot of rain. Not right. surprising for the rainforest. Got them. That's what I'm saying. They got the rainforest. Obviously, they get a lot of rain. Does South America get a lot of rain? I need to just clarify it. 
Heavy Just rainfall, well distributed throughout the year, averages about 100 inches annually in Brazil, 110 in Peru, 70 in Manaus. In the Amazon regions, rains do not fall evenly over the basin. Yeah. The rainy season in Brazil, um, when is that? I guess it would be probably May, right? Oh, my God. Yeah, so, like, I looked up, uh, let's see, how much rain does Illinois get? 48 inches on average. And they so get 100? Like, and they get 110 in Brazil. Woo! Yeah. But how much rain does Korea get? Because I know EXBC, when I watch them, they get a lot of rain. Uh, let's see. Country generally no rain really does the Rain over about 40 inches. Oh. All right. How much rain does Florida get? Here we go. Florida gets about 54 inches. All right, how much rain does London get? Uh, 23 inches. What the dingus? So yeah, uh, Brazil blows them away. Yeah, I don't know why London, why everyone in the UK is like, it always rains here when <laughs> it doesn't sound like it. that's a lot. Yeah, I think it's just gloomy there. A lot of times it just gets gloomy, but it doesn't rain. Sure. So Brazil, I think, I think the reason why it rains so much there is it has to do with, like, the mountains, right? <laughs> You're asking the wrong person. Wait, isn't it the Andes? The Andes and then something, I don't know. You're asking like, the I, wrong person. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just well, going to keep it, repeating I, it until you figure that I out. I feel like it has to be the reverse of L.A., right? L.A. doesn't get a lot of rain because yeah. the mountains surround L.A. Yeah. And so I, I imagine really Brazil really. is, like, the reverse. We're, like... It gets all the rain, and then the mountains are like, uh-uh, you're not coming on this side of South America. I don't know. Maybe I'm totally off. I don't know how it all works. So LA whatever. gets about 14 inches of rain a year, so yeah. uh, it's the lowest one yet. And when it rains, uh, it rains uh, for eight days straight and then never rains again. Precipitation episodes in Los Angeles, with a few notable exceptions, are largely caused by extratropical disturbances approaching California from the western northwest during the winter season. Yeah. So I guess that's it. Yeah, we don't get a lot of like uh, actual rain rain. In fact, when it does rain, it's crazy. The first day it rains, the streets, you can see all the oil and stuff on the streets. <laughs> and like the every street looks glistening. Like it, you're like, ah, oh, that's right. We don't have regular water on our streets. That's just, I don't know. I don't like that. I like the changing seasons. I I, like I, I I miss I miss seasons, but I also like the ability to just go outside whenever I want and not have to put on a coat. That is also that's, that's real nice. Pretty nice. <laughs> it's very I mean, nice to just go do that. You really don't need a coat unless it drops below like I don't know, like forty five. I haven't experienced that. That's <laughs> why that's why in that one video with you, I'm like dying because uh, oh, yeah. when we were like in the snow, and people were like, "Is Jesse okay?" I'm like, "No, I wasn't. I was freezing." <laughs> oh yeah, I had my winter coat and I. Yeah, That's right. I, I was. Uh, it was freezing cold. People were. I like, was very warm. Just seems like Jesse's dying. I'm like, <laughs> I literally had my boogers freezing in my nose. Um, I was like, no, thank you. I'm not a fan of this. <laughs> so anyway, tomorrow, 74 <laughs> degrees Fahrenheit. <laughs> Tuesday, 75. Wednesday, 76. Thursday, 76. Friday, 77. Saturday, 77. Sunday, 73. Monday, 75. Tuesday, 78. Wednesday, 80. Thursday, 81. 
Friday 82, Saturday 81, Sunday 81. The funny part is no rain on any of these days. Uh, so that's... Yeah. But it's... Here's the thing. There's no rain, but there's high humidity. So it's probably just sticky. Yuck. Yeah. No, thank you. It's just very sticky. At the, I'm not a fan of the humidity. I, I prefer the dry heat. I like yeah, being in I'm the sun. I'm a big dry heat something. fan, unless it's Vegas. Woo. When you're in Vegas, when I go, when I went for Evo in the past, now, now I don't know, I don't know if that's ever happening uh, yeah. again. Um, when I went to Evo, it was like middle of summer, 110 degrees. It wasn't, it wasn't like a, an oppressive heat, but if you went outside, your body was like, "This isn't natural," <laughs> and your skin would start to dry immediately. Yeah, it's like, like an actual oh, desert, no. though. Yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah, that's uh, that's the weather. All right, let's go to sports. Sports. Uh, sports are all happening again. NBA, uh, baseball, hockey. Uh, baseball's had some COVID things happen. Uh, yes, so that's true. <laughs> not as fun there, but NHL and basketball got their little bubbles they've made, so they're safer than baseball. And uh, yeah, sports are going. I don't understand how that's possible. I guess because maybe baseball teams and companies have more people involved. Yeah, I guess. But so. it also seems like they play outside. Yeah. Should be e the easiest people to keep safe. Yeah, I don't know. Well, apparently some of them are like going off and partying and things like that. <laughs> Look, I believe that. I just today read about like Jake Paul throwing mansion parties. <laughs> And Classic. his city is like getting mad at him because he won't. He's like, look, bro. In the article, they interviewed him and he's like, look, just because there's a virus going around doesn't mean I'm going to stop living my life. It's like, <laughs> you may stop living your life permanently, Jake. <laughs> you dummy. I mean, listen, it's Jake Paul. Do you expect Yeah, him? and the best part is the, the image they used for the article. It, it said uh, one of Jake Paul's many parties, and it literally is an image of three girls hanging from a crane and like a bunch of people standing around watching them and I have no idea what's going on in the image it looks like a human sacrifice it's the craziest thing I've ever seen it's three girls like hanging from a bulldozer or some crane and then everyone's standing around looking up at them and I'm like is that what happens at cool people parties because that's weird <laughs> huh well that's sports <laughs> yep <laughs> All right, Crandor, what is our big news story of the day? A uh, big news story of the day. Man finds caterpillars in supermarket broccoli and raises them as his own. What? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I don't like this. I hate this story already. Most people would be bugged to find a caterpillar in their supermarket broccoli, but not, not Sam Darlaston. Instead, the British media personality decided to raise it to maturity and six others he found among the broccoli. What the Darn. hell is going on with broccoli over... Every, t every person I know overseas has, like, horror stories about finding weird bugs in their, in their fruits and vegetables. Meanwhile, in the States, like, if you do, it's a rare occurrence. So we spray them down with chemicals. That way I guess you're you right. I guess we're slowly <laughs> killing ourselves. They have bugs. Here's the thing. I, I, I don't know. I feel like I'm fine not seeing bugs on my food. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, <laughs> Darlasta was shocked at first. That feeling soon turned to joy when he realized he had a new pet to enjoy during lockdown in his London home. I did my research initially and discovered the exact type of caterpillar butterfly we were dealing with. A cabbage white. I then decided to build him a little home in my lounge with all the broccoli he wanted. He gave the new companion the name of Cedric. Tesco it's very refunded. cute. It's very cute. <laughs> Tesco refunded him the $1.37 for the cost of the broccoli. He used it to purchase more vegetables and unexpectedly got more caterpillar. That <laughs> is so gross. How do you get more caterpillars? I don't know. The that broccoli. is so <laughs> gross. What do you He's... mean? He bought more and there were more <laughs> caterpillars? Yeah. He said the broccoli. I hate to break it to you, but I feel like Tesco, their shit is spoiled. It sounds like it. He said, I got broccoli I got as a replacement contained five more. That's so gross. And That's then so a third gross. broccoli had another one. So he's got seven caterpillars. I don't even know how you would. I would never buy broccoli again. <laughs> I would never eat broccoli. You couldn't get me to put it in my mouth. I'd be like, there's caterpillars in it. <laughs> Never Maybe. would. I love broccoli. This is this story alone is making me be like, what if I never eat broccoli again? <laughs> uh, broccoli harms my IBS fight too much. Y'all watch out there. Well, you know, maybe if you mix in some uh, worm guts or whatever the hell, caterpillar guts, you'll be fine. That's possible. Yeah. He says, I'm a firm believer in not harming any animals or insects if possible. Uh, he named the other members of his buggy brood Brock Ollie. Carlos, Croc, Janine, and Slim Eric. <laughs> hey, that's me. Uh, well, along the not way... anymore, Slim Eric. <laughs> along the way, he has faced challenges, especially when they started evolving toward their mature state. Biggest challenge I faced whilst racing, raising the caterpillars was their love of escaping, especially when they are about to cocoon. One day, we found one on an ornamental vanilla stick. One under a table and one under a candle holder cocooning. Wow, we. So wait, what do they do with them? They do they decocoon them? I don't know how it works. I don't know. Or uh, do they just let them do their thing? And they were like, "Now you're about to fly, go." Yeah, and then uh, then they got bigger. They got a cocooning stage, a bunch of photos, and then they became butterflies. And now. There's like a picture of the butterflies on his hand. And he said, uh, thanks, Tesco. <laughs> I guess I would be like, Tesco, wash your damn fruits and vegetables. <laughs> the hell? Yeah. So gross. So check your broccoli. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to check everything now. I'm warped now because of this story. Yeah, that shit's They're great. like, it's so cute. I'm like, there were multiple bugs on his fruits and vegetables. <laughs> yeah, no, that's no thank you. Yeah. All right. Well, that horrifying story <laughs> that was supposed to be cute ended my appetite, but that's it. <laughs> it also ended this podcast. <laughs> thank you so much for listening. However, you are enjoying this. Crendor, hit them with the socials. We've got so many socials. We've got youtube.com slash Cox and Crendor podcast where you can listen to all these podcasts. We've got youtube.com slash Cox and Crendor. Where you can see all the animations. There's a new one up right now. Uh, there's also all the other places you could listen. iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud. It's all over. Just search Cox and Crendor. 
Uh, also, f- check out our own stuff. There's YouTube.com slash Jesse Cox, YouTube.com slash Crudder, Twitter.com slash Jesse Cox, Twitter.com slash Crudder, Twitch.tv slash Jesse Cox, Twitch.tv slash Crudder, Facebook.com slash Jesse Cox, Facebook.com slash Crudder, Instagram.com slash Notorious Cox, Instagram.com slash Crendor was taken. That's it for us. We'll see you all next time. And as always, I want some hot chocolate.